This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. <clears throat> and I'm talking with uh, Josette Kernahan. Uh, we are acquaintances, uh, fans from a way back, and we ran into each other at VCon 42 last October. Um, uh, thank you so much for talking with me. Mm-hmm. And let's see, let's see. Um, oh, yes, okay, please say hi to the listeners. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> uh, so, so we did, we've, we've already done one part, so this is the second part, and we talked about uh, a variety of uh, topics uh, uh, to do with uh, VCon, uh, the Vancouver Science, Con- uh, Science Fiction Convention, and we talked about things that have changed at VCon, such as um, the dead authors uh, panel. And there's, um, let's see, what else was there? Uh, and, two, and two, we talked about interests, yeah. uh, mutual interests, uh, Dark Shadows, Star Trek, and... Doctor, well, we didn't really talk about Doctor Who. But. No, we didn't talk about Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, favorite Doctor. What's your favorite Doctor? I like Tom Baker, and I guess he's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it, it's it's interesting to see him pop up. He he was in um, the BBC's Narnia Chronicles mm-hmm. for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was Puddle Glum, and um, it seemed oddly appropriate uh, and, and fun to see him doing this sort of frog-like kind of character. But we were also talking about uh, Outlander, uh, the Outlander series. Yes. How did you get into that? Um, I started reading the books when they, you know, when Diana Gabaldon um, first started writing them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, a friend of mine actually told me about them. um, And, of course, I got hooked on them and so I'm looking forward to the new one that's coming out. <clears throat> it's supposed to be coming out this year sometime. And so, then, of course, I started watching the TV series. Um, it wasn't available up here for quite a while, and then it um, they started showing it on the W Network. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's on Stars S T A R Z in the states. Um, it always has been, but I wasn't able to watch it back. You know when it first started. I think, and I think they've done a really good job with it too. I think I want to say the that say one of the producers that he was working on uh, Battlestar Galactica, the the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and and I, I just thought it was interesting. This science fiction guy he originally had worked on. I think he was part of um, Next Generation, and I want to say it was like it's. I think it's Ronald Moore. That that's the uh, sort of producer, and it was it was interesting. See, he's doing a you know a Scottish um, the, the, this, the science fiction part of it is uh, it's time travel, isn't it? Yes. Um, and to how about okay? Well, what what interests you in uh, well the historical part of it too? Oh, okay, of course. And um, as I said, I I I've always really liked time travel stories. I've I've only seen the uh, the show, and it's, oh, you it, you need to read the books. They're they're excellent. 
Is, is there as much detail? Because it seems so... Oh, yeah, well, the books, of course, are much mm. more detailed because, obviously, they had to cut parts out of the TV series because, you know, leave the most of the key the key story mm-hmm. in. And, and I right. think they've done a really good job of, you know... Um, Sort of pres- doing that, you know. Oh, adaptation. That's yeah. that's what it's called. They- and uh, they've done. Um, I I I saw some clips when they were showing the TV series too. That uh, how they researched a lot of the, um, you know, things from the past and how you know they did a good job with the costuming, I guess, and with um, everything that was authentic uh, from that period. Um, they tried to make it as realistic as possible. And my my uh, understanding yeah. is is that, like say from what I saw, it was. I guess it would be say uh, soft science fiction that there's this time travel, but it's almost a it it, it could almost be fantasy, um, and and to well also Jamie's wife is a healer too. Oh um, okay, I um, I didn't see that. Yeah, Claire's a healer. Uh, she became a doctor in the present. Um, she got her degree, but when she originally went back to the past, she was not. You know, she. Right. She, you know, she. She knew some medical stuff, but then, you know, she she had to go back to the future because she was carrying Jamie's child, and it was during the time of the. Oh, did she take the baby to to the present? No, she had the baby in the present. Oh, she had the baby in the present. Yeah. So, oh. and then she went back to the past again after that. So. Oh, okay. Um, and now her daughter is in the past now too. It's rather. Oh. Interesting. She <laughs> she goes back to the past to find her parents. Um. I'm I'm, so. I'm sure they're going to stay away from things uh, like paradoxes. Or grandfather paradoxes or things like that. My, I was just thinking about, say, the genre, like that it's. Well, her it, original, Claire's original husband from a way back was related to this horrible character named Randall, um, who did a whole bunch of nasty things to Jamie in the, in the first book. Right. <laughs> I right. won't spoil it for you because you, of, yes. you need to read it. But. Thank you. I, yeah. yeah. I have my assignment now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're long, long books, so it'll take you a while to... Uh, it is, and, and to, you may have already met her, but is... Uh, I Di- met Diana Gabaldon oh, briefly, did? yeah. I knew it. Uh, she came to a, a book uh, back in 2003. Well, she was actually up here last fall, I found out, but I couldn't get there. Oh, was, okay. She was at one of the chapter's locations in Surrey. And um, it was in the evening, and I just don't like going out that late at night on the sky trains and everything, so I didn't get out there, but mm-hmm. I would have loved to. Mm-hmm. But because uh, she was at a book um, writer's conference, and then she went to chapters, I think, to sign her books. But anyway, I saw her back in 2003 in the fall. Um, she came to... Uh, a nearby theater here in Burnaby, so it was easy to get to. So, so was was it a kind of thing like that? She was on the stage. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay. And talking about her books, and um, I, I had the pleasure of meeting her briefly, mm-hmm. and she she signed. Well, I bought one of the print books, and she signed it for me, and I I 
someone actually gave me the, it was a box set of the audio um, books that had been done commercially. I think she signed that one too, uh, from what I remember. It, it's so interesting meeting these people. But she, she did tell me she got the idea, well, she mentioned it on stage, she got the idea yeah. from Doctor Who. Oh. Um, for the time travel part. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I I think that's a I think that's a good idea. I was I was thinking earlier that this is this could be either uh, soft or sort of low fantasy or soft sci-fi. That it's. Um, I don't know if I would consider it fantasy. Um, uh, and and too, it's that, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's you know it's a hysterical book because you know they a lot of it takes place in the past um oh historical yeah that's what i, s I said hysterical i i heard it as hysterical and i oh sorry <laughs> that's what answered that's why that's why i laughed i'm sorry i missed i was just like going to say uh um, it's like is it a comedy um and do, no no i was i was just thinking that the the time travel aspect is it's a very small it, it's a small part of it but actually, it's a big part of it, <laughs> and I, I guess that's a, I guess that's the contrast with the the TV show, right? Because uh, say I, I think I did watch the first season, and it's that you know we how many years ago was that? Because they're on oh. they're on season four five. Uh, well, beginning next fall, they're on season five. So that would be say like uh, five five years of it. Yeah, and and like I said here. Does she? Um, they didn't show it, uh, you know, on any of the Canadian networks until season three. Oh, here's a good. Here's a question. Or I think it's good. Uh, <laughs> it might not be good, but so each book does she does she travel back and forth? Uh, like say, you know, at the beginning of the book she arrives and then she. At well, the, end the, of the book she um, well at the beginning of the series, um, Claire is. Uh, who's Jamie? Who becomes Jamie's wife in the past? Right. Yeah. Um, and she's. Uh, she she was in the present. She was married. She was married to this gentleman named Frank. Mm -hmm. Um, you know Frank, and um, and then uh, the way that she goes into the past, it's a circle of stones that she goes passes through. Right. And Which is. Which is interesting because that's and she ends up in the um, in the past. Yeah, yeah, uh, in the um, what is it? Seventeen? No, eighteen hundreds. I guess it is. I remember. It, it, yeah, that would be the yeah seventeen hundreds. Mm -hmm. I always have to think for that. You know, it's like well, <laughs> so yeah. we'll say one ahead, one back, something mm -hmm. like that for the years. Uh, <clears throat> And I, I, I have a Scottish connection, so I, I, I found it quite interesting mm -hmm. to sort of, you know, have bits and pieces. They have the language. Uh, they have, it, it seems, it seems fairly accurate to me. I, I can't really oh, tell. Oh, yeah, I think it's very, they've done a good job of it. Um, mm. Well, I think Diana Gabaldon had a lot to do with that, too, because, you know, she probably thought if they make a series of it, it had better be good, you know. <laughs> um it would be tragic if, you know, if it had turned out to be a real mess, like some things are that, <clears throat> you know, they put into, into um, 
It's series from books sometimes things. It's a it's a it's kind of pros and cons because I think for the writer, regardless, right, that they're getting they're getting money, they're getting some. Um, you know, well, they have to pay are, her royalties, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Did you <clears throat> did you happen to sort of see any of the Shannara? I know that you're more into the sci-fi, but um, who is that? Is it Terry Brooks? I think, and he did. Uh, the the one I re- remember reading was sort of Shannara. I'm thinking of, though of the adaptation, and no, I never. I'm not really. I know who that is, but I've never. The, um, that was a sort of for me. That's the contrast. I I saw Outlander and I went, wow, I want to read the books, but when I saw Shannara, it was they had done it for a younger audience, teenagers, mm-hmm. and I went, well, okay, but. Um, the 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 tone of of the story changed and it was more like a um i'm trying to remember the name of a, of of a show there was sort of like these dystopia novels and movies recently and i i thought it's like they're kind of going for that audience you know one thing i can't get into are of course uh, they go from one craze to another but they were into yeah. the these teenage zombie movies and and books and stuff and right. the same with the vampire stuff. I could not get into that stuff. I found it boring. Are you talking about say Twilight and yeah, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I I don't know. I just couldn't um, <clears throat> get into a lot of that stuff. And I've gotten some books that they've sent me, and I've just sent them back because I um I just. Uh, Mm-hmm. find those <laughs> well, and they, maybe some people like them but I no, into uh, a certain type of story I think you, into of course it's you know an age right you have mm-hmm. to be that uh, yeah kind of I think age. they're mainly for younger people quite honestly some of these well and that's what uh, I was thinking with this books. this Shannara adaptation mm-hmm. I was thinking okay what if I was I don't know 15 and uh, you know what if you know would it you know, and I was like, well, okay, yeah, maybe it would work. Um, but it, for me, it was such a different uh, portrayal mm-hmm. uh, yeah, of, uh, of Shannara. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I remember when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on space, and I watched some of it. Some of it was good. Um, but, you know, again, it was... They yeah. Got, they got into all these teenage-related... I, I don't know. It's, I... Yeah, you know, sort of. Here's here's Buffy going to college. She's left high school. Yeah, yeah. Now she's going to college. Actually, I have to admit that that's where I kind of pooped out. Right. Yeah. I was just like going, ah, you know, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and too, that was the panel I was on with Michael Walsh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we're going from subject to subject here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and too, that's okay. I normally have segues and tangents. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, yeah. I, um, as far as horror and all that, I like a lot of the older stuff better. Mm-hmm. Um, and too, this is this sort of like a sense of um, history. I was thinking just last week, w- with both science fiction and fantasy, that sometimes I, I make references and I and I and I wonder if they're not being caught. Like say, um, I, I think that say contemporary. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I don't, I'm yeah. going to say millennials and say, I don't know if millennials know what, you know, it's like, oh, well, you probably know what Star Trek is and Star Wars because 
there's oh yeah well there's a, there's a huge following of both things still so. still yeah even now but say um well even planet of the eight planet yeah of the well Apes. they brought those back um you know those movies um i under i never did see the last the last one i think it is i saw it's supposed to be... Well, the first one was horrible. <laughs> um, it really was. I, and, and you're talking about the remakes. Yeah. Yeah. Not the... Uh, not I, the... I didn't like it at all. What about the first one, which was written by Rod Serling, and it was... I mean, he did the screenplay, and then uh, oh, Charlton yeah, those, Heston. Well, those were good. Those I were, think so, too. I, yeah. They were well done. I remember seeing that first movie, and just... just Wow! Oh my gosh! There's so much suspense mm-hmm. and tension, mm-hmm. uh, and I liked all the jokes related to humans and everything that they yeah, yeah, yeah. That came across. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> gorilla people laughing, right? Oh, oh, oh. yeah, all of that. Yeah, well, they were supposed to be the war, like yes, um, you know, yeah, part I, of the civilization. I quite liked it. The look of it. I like quite the you know the sound the um, what is it called the soundtrack. Uh, it it almost felt like it was plucked out of. It could have been a Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. And, and when I saw oh yeah was, well he wrote uh, yeah you know so yeah when I saw that I was just like that's perfect. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I'd mentioned earlier that they're they're doing Twilight Zone here in Vancouver, and so all oh, the new ones yeah, and I've been able to see. Um, I've been able to see some things. What one of the things I did not like about the about reboots that have been done is uh, they leave out a Rod Serling, right? They they don't have this kind of announcer uh, mm-hmm. host. Mm-hmm. But in in this series uh, currently, they uh, they have I can't remember his name. He's uh, he's uh, uh, an African American. He's known for his comedy but he recently has directed some movies and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, really great job one of the things i wanted to say is that they take old episodes and then they flip them on their heads so there's an expectation uh i want to say there was one episode where there was a twilight zone where there's a gremlin on the, the on a plane on the wing and it's tearing apart the uh oh right yeah yeah uh, is that the one that William Shatner was that's in? That's the one. And so what... That, I mean the original one. The original one. Yeah. But w- with this remake, they didn't bother doing it again. Like they in the 90s, I think they they did it again. But in, in this remake, what they what they did was... They also redid the one that um, Leonard Nimoy was in, too. Was, in the 90s. I'm trying to remember which one Leonard Nimoy was. Well, do you remember the, the story for that one? Um, oh God! Was he an alien? No, he was a reporter, I think. Fantastic! I'm, um, now I'm going to have to go back. Um, it's weird how you could forget whole episodes and then you watch well, them again. The thing is, uh, if you haven't seen them in a long time, <laughs> I've seen them, I've seen them all. It's just been uh, such uh, a long time. Yeah, well, I I mean the original series. I haven't yeah. seen it. In, well, I prefer. I, I know they're rerunning them on. Me TV and some of the other. Channels. I prefer I prefer the old series. But they're on late at night, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing. Outer Limits was supposed to be on. Um, 
uh, check TV on Thursdays, and I can never find it. I don't know. They hmm. never say what time it's going to be on. And, and they were advertising it before Christmas sometime, and I could never figure out when it was on. And that's uh, a check... And I don't know that's the station in Victoria. Right, yeah. And um, they never said if it was the new ser- you know, the newer series or the older one. Um, and I assume it might still be on. <laughs> but it's supposed to be on Thursdays. Maybe if you could look it up and tell me... Oh yeah. When it's on. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make a note. I'll, I'm just writing it down. Look up time. Now they did show the original series on space. Um, a lot, you know. I can't remember what years it was, but it was you know in this decade, mm-hmm. which was fun to watch again. You can find them on on YouTube as well, and say but say for yourself. Would you prefer that they had it where it was well, just I rec- described? I recorded them all off of space when right. you know when it was when it was on again. Hey, um, is there a different sort of style to them that that sort of translate better? I, I'm just. Well, thinking I mean, of I, I recorded both series, the right the new one and the old one. But but do you prefer where say um, the scenes are described? Like um, well, it's nice, but back then description. Yeah. The, back then, mm-hmm. I found that TV was much different. There was more dialogue mm-hmm. in stuff, so you could follow it more easily. So it's like less, yeah, less. Yeah. like what we were saying about the Star Trek Discovery. Uh, yeah, yeah, Discovery. Well, even the original Star Trek, there was more dialogue in it, so you could mm-hmm. figure out what was going on. Well, I mean, obviously, there's some visual stuff, but. You know, they would say something that would uh, refer to what, you know, the visual thing was, you know. Um, I, quite so li- was the- <laughs> I quite like the, like say, for, for me, both Star Trek and Twilight Zone, they have the, it, they're like morality tales. Mm-hmm. Not every episode, but uh, usually there's <clears throat> some kind of moral. Yeah. And it's very clear, whereas these new, uh, these newer shows, it's 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 not as as clear, and and maybe it has to do with you know that um, you know it's it's the end of World War Two, and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually both of those guys were in in the war. Gene Roddenberry, he was in the Navy, I think, mm-hmm. and Rod Serling was a soldier. I, I yeah, believe. he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so they they actually had experience. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, Rod Serling uh, took a lot of the ideas for Twilight Zone from his experiences, uh, you know, when he was in the military. Mm-hmm. You can tell, you know, by some of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Like, say, um, it, you know, personal things that are important yeah, to, you yeah. Know, to him. Yeah. Okay. And, oh. I I was thinking about, I was thinking first. I just wanted to get in before I forgot uh, your um, record collection. We were just taking a look, and then you have some copies that you're interested in selling. That was for science fiction. And well, uh, there's the odd thing I have doubles of, but doubles I of. I certainly wouldn't part with my original uh, of collection. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, where would we find your vinyl? Is that something that, like, do you have a, a specific uh, place? Um, uh, are there... Just by word of mouth. Oh, I, so it would be word... Okay, all right. Yeah, um, because I don't overly, openly advertise anything. So and, and, of course, I know a lot of collectors in town, and we're... We trade things back and forth. And oh, okay, good. I was, um, I was, I was sort of wondering. It's like, oh, it's like you know. In does fact, she I, have in fact, connection? I was on the phone with a couple of them yesterday because they dictated a whole bunch of stuff. I there's a gentleman in Tacoma, Washington. I've been dealing with for years and years, and he finds all this really interesting stuff for me. Um, ah, the collector. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Careful. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're fine uh, then. You know you don't. Uh, uh, but yeah, and, if, and also there are record shows. Actually, there's one coming up on the. Um, oh, when is that now? Twenty eighth of um, April, and it's going to be at the Croatian Center. If I might give it a. Oh, that's local. Yeah. Yeah. The Croatian Hall, I guess it's called. So maybe you could. Uh, share a table or something. No, no, I go there. Just oh, okay. To, oh, no, okay. I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't sell stuff. I just go there. So as, and I, as I go collector. there and socialize with people who are collectors. It's the same kind of deal as the cons, you know. Oh, okay. You're you socialize with <clears throat> people who are into the same hobby, which is a lot of fun. And um, I think it's a good idea. Um, uh, some some people will get sort of say stuck at home. They don't get out. Uh, has has that ever been a situation for you? Because to well, me, you you know, quite honestly, nowadays since I've become a senior, mm. <laughs> huzzah! Uh, I I've become more of a homebody. I've okay. got so much stuff that I'm working on here right. just to. Um, like I said, I'm reorganizing everything right now, and I need to get a lot of stuff labeled so I know where things are. Mm -hmm. um, and that that demands people coming in and reading stuff and on tape or something so I can do it. So, um, um, so I've been busy doing all this um, <clears throat> reorganizing and getting rid of stuff that I don't want anymore. Um, you know, or selling it or something. So, so you do. You, oh, do you find yourself say being uh, less active as far as like say socializing? Do well, you sort I, of have well, a strong kind of core? I do a lot of it on the phone. Oh, okay. Uh, I know a lot of people don't talk much on the phone anymore, but I certainly do. Uh And you know, I I have a lot of friends um, here in the U.S. and here in you know here and in the US, and the yeah. U.S. and I have a flat rate on the phone so I can talk as long as I want to even down there so um, <clears throat> I'm in touch with a lot of people who are into science fiction and uh, not uh, music and so on um, as, as and far of as course the organization I mentioned I belong to the American Council of the Blind yes <clears throat> excuse me so um, I keep you know I, I'm too busy for my own good sometimes <laughs> I, uh, is it is it sort uh, of more kind of local um Pacific Northwest, because I, I remember you mentioned that you'd, you know, you'd gone down to Los Angeles years ago or, or Las Vegas. It, it, is it sort of say you're, you're sort of, like you said, becoming more home, right? Homebody. Yeah. Well, um, with the convention, going a great distance, I go to the, uh, 
conventions every year, not science fiction, but the American Council of the Blind. They're held in July every year, and we go to different cities in the U.S. every year. Um, so that, you know, that's a lot of fun and a great experience going to different places all the time. And and I also scout out, um, when I go to these places, I, I find good record stores, and I right, also yeah. find... I also find um, sometimes stuff that sells science fiction related stuff. So, is is it is it something say where you have uh, a a list when you're heading out, or is it? Yeah, I do. Um, I have a list. Um, try and keep it as organized as possible. Yeah. Right. Sort of say th of what I'm looking for. Things you're on the lookout for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to well, you have to do that because yeah, um, you have to keep somewhat organized because if you don't, you end up with all kinds of doubles of stuff, which I have done. Uh, yeah, I in just, the past, I know. just saw some yeah some doubles um, <laughs> from that yeah doc, the Doctor Who album. Yeah, well, that one is going to get sold. Uh. <laughs> uh, I just to get back to say. Um, what we were talking about in, in the previous uh, part one episode. How about, how about earliest, earliest books and shows? Uh, like say for, for me, it's, uh, you know, the, I think the Hobbit is the first book. It was actually an LP that I heard. How oh yeah. I actually, I don't have those because I'm not really a fantasy fan. Ex so, exactly. Yeah. Um, I did read the Lord of the Rings series, but People are going to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't get. Uh, I I'm just not a fantasy fan, and I um, uh, I wasn't able to get into it in a big way. And the same with that. Um, with um, the Harry Potter books. I. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, you're in trouble now. I. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. No, I um. I don't know. I. It's hard to explain. I, I guess. But say how how about um, for sci-fi and horror. Like, say, what are some early memories of, say, um, you know, sort of stories that you heard? Well, like I said, the radio ones, right. the dramas that I mentioned in the er earlier interview. Did, did, did you talk about which which ones particularly? Was, was there ones that stood out as... Well, Suspense and... Oh, okay. And, uh, oh gosh, um... Some of the Ray Bradbury ones, and oh, an X minus one, of course. Oh, and, nice! And uh, I've got that whole series on CD. Someone how about, copied it. How about the Shadow? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like some of those and some of the westerns. I, oh, I'm a oh. I'm a western fan too. I like. Oh okay. From way back. Are we talking Louis L'Amour kind of stuff, or is it more? No, I mean I'm talking about TV shows. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um. Uh, I used to watch a lot of them, and I still do watch the reruns on the uh, MeTV carries a lot of them. What what uh, what kind? I'm thinking of, say, well, the, the black and a, white Bonanza. Well, I was like? a fan of Bonanza when oh. it first came on, and okay. I still am. Right. And I like the Rifleman, and I like uh, Wagon Train, and, you know. <clears throat> oh, sure. And some of those. And it's kind of funny watching them again, and... I think this goes for everybody. You know, you have a different um, view on these things as 
opposed to when you're a child. Oh, <laughs> you know, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The nostalgia um, is still there, though. Like, yeah, say, oh, certainly. I you, love watching all that stuff over again. You know, even even as the sort of the adult brain is saying, you know, yeah. wow, this is pretty bad. Uh, the nostalgia is there, saying, yeah. you know, oh, I remember it was so good. Right. Yeah, yeah. But and there are some things you watch and you think, God, how could I've liked that? You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> Uh, and two, I'll have people. Uh, we're talking about Tom Baker and Doctor Who. Yeah. That you know, they complaining about the you know, oh, it's so cheap, the sets, the costumes, uh, you know. But again, well, I know, found that... I found that the earlier Doctor Who's had better stories. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and longer stories. Yeah, yeah. Than than the later stuff. I I mean, the later stuff to me is okay, but um, and again, I'm going to step on toes here but I'm not uh, I don't know I, I've watched some of the new one yes but I can't get into it as much I think uh, we I, think, I, yeah. I, I don't know uh, maybe I th- I'm bizarre right <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we watched the uh, were you because you were at the at the yeah we, 42 yeah we watched the uh, first uh, you one. were you were there okay yeah uh yeah cuz they they were str- streaming live streaming the pilot from yeah um the UK. space yeah oh yeah. oh that's right it was space it wasn't from uh yeah. the UK yeah big big well, they, differences they they got it from the UK mhm um i i actually got a chance to talk recently about i did a panel about um the women in doctor who mhm and it it gave me a chance to go back and look at differences, and one improvement was actually um, women's portrayal, and that the old ones yeah they were kind of hysterical and that uh, is exactly and, it. Right? <laughs> they well, were, uh, this, I mean, it was like that with everything back then. I mean, um, Elizabeth, <laughs> even Dark Shadows. Yeah. I mean, they're all you know. <laughs> it's it's actually such an interesting um, change or shift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of um, one of the descriptions I was reading, it might have been Elizabeth Sladen who played Sarah Jane Smith, mm-hmm. and she had said, she, you know, she didn't want to be a screamer. Yeah. But that's basically what had what happened, and there was there was sort of more sort of screaming, and she's not, um, you know, she, she doesn't have uh, sort of heroic moments. She's more sort of the doctor has to save her, or somebody has to save her. Yeah. Um, but that has has changed. Uh, another thing that has changed is: Did you manage to watch when they just started the the new Doctor Who's? Like the actually, it's I haven't watched any of them since. We've... <laughs> I can re- I can recommend the first of the new seasons, like season. Um, anyways, it was it was it's. Uh, well, they changed times as to when it was on. First of all, and then I found out. Yeah, uh, I remember. I know the doctor's name was the actor was Christopher Eccleston, mm-hmm. and he he was sort of this was the reboot, and uh, so we have this new actor. But the for me the big change was the the woman, uh, the, the the character her name is Rose, the new companion, and she actually is the heart of that's I'm I I'm arguing that she's the heart of the show. We get to see her romance. We get to see her family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and all of a sudden there was this injection of uh, a, a lot of levels to the character, much mm-hmm. more complex than the, the old Doctor Who. Yeah. So, so it's sort of pros and cons. We lose something, we gain something. Oh, did you want to answer that? Oh, it's okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get back to it later. And th- so that's something that I noticed about... And too, I had to think about it for a while before I, before I got there. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a, here's a question. Let's dig into this. I know that you're a Dark Shadows fan, so let's talk about the movie because uh the new the it was i didn't care for J- johnny depp no i and i'm there that for you as well i i thought it was awful um it was i don't know they meant it to be kind of like a comedy or something i i or sort of a spoof on mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know i just didn't like it at all i, I did go to it but the first day that it <laughs> came to the theaters i i thought the, um, i thought the casting they had that was okay well and i i don't think he suited the part for one thing and, um, and do you mean that story wise uh, or no, just sort of no, you know, no, actor wise no um he didn't suit uh, again i guess it was because i'm so used to jonathan frid playing the part jonathan frid yeah and and i don't know I, he I, he didn't do anything for me as far as um and too he wasn't doing jonathan frid I think that's the, well, the problem. Well, I know that, but with um, the, even my stepsister, yeah, um, we were discussing it because she liked like the show too, and she uh-huh. she said, "Oh, it was horrible," you know, um, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we discussed the same things about it that um, you know we would have rather that they didn't mess with it and that they had continued on with the storyline from the TV series or something, but. Just and keep I, it sort of like this oh, serious, yeah, I, uh, I gothic. Just, I, I just didn't like it. Um, and then I ran across some people who did, so I... <laughs> um, but I... Well, they tried remaking the TV series back in the 90s. I, I, and too, you say they tried? I, I recorded. Now, some of the things, when they did it, uh, when they went back to the past... Um, so did they... they were realistic, more realistic on some of the witchcraft um, trials and. This is total uh, news to me. I didn't, yeah, I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, no, it was NBC ran it. Was um, it was it for like a season or just a um, pilot? Unfortunately, or? it was canceled after the first season. Oh, but this is great because now I can go and watch it. Yeah, and uh, crit- um, critique it. Yeah, some of it was okay, um, but again, they had. Would uh, you... They cast some of the people okay. Uh, again, um, would you say the, better than the movie though? They were better than the movie. Wow. Um, okay, this is great. But they, I don't know. They kind of rehashed the um, the original in some ways. I don't know why they couldn't have continued on after. Oh, that's a great After idea. the series ended, I I wish I Just would have rather pick, pick it up where it left off. Yeah, they, I I wish they'd done that, but but no, they have to rehash. <laughs> we have um, to reinvent this. Yeah. But um would you be in favor of a reboot like say you know say something like I think it's Ronald Moore who did Outlander. What if he did something? He's the producer. What if he produced Dark Shadows and it took uh, you know Well, I would like it, it as I up. said if they if they continued on with the, you know, from where the original TV series left off, uh, or they, you know, they could 
do some more. <clears throat> I have a question. What is, are there similar TV series that, like, say, are, is there anything like Dark Shadows? There was another horrible thing called Strange Paradise, which was Canadian. That came. It was <laughs> For some all, reason, that's it, funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was. It really was horrible. It was. Uh, Canada well, is a strange paradise. It, it was. It, it. I think it was done in Toronto, and that was near the end of the 60s. It only lasted for a couple of seasons, I think. I'm imagining this. Was there any kind of sort of fantasy sci-fi element? Um, it was more black magic in a way. Oh, okay, um, all right. Than Dark Shadows was, but, oh, it was bad. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's sounding good, though, too. It's like the turkey readings oh, at uh, no, VCon. No, it was, uh, you know... Um, Cheese, okay, yeah. Well, they re-ran it, when I lived in Calgary in the 70s, they re-ran it on one of the stations, and, well, of course, I didn't have a video machine back then, so I audio taped it, <laughs> and I do have it downstairs somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't know, if, um, they took it off, they didn't finish running the whole series, but <clears throat> what anyway. A, what about shows like, I'm just pulling it out of the hat here, I think it's Deadwood, which is a combination of um, Western, and, and it does have sort of dark fantasy as well. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's that's Deadwood. There was another one that someone told me about, and I never got a chance to watch it originally, but it was sort of like a space opera, um, oh. uh, Western-type thing that took place in space, and I cannot remember the name of the series. Just... Another fan told me about it. Um, so it's a space western kind of yeah, and um, I think it was on in the eighties or, huh? Actually, uh, I could easily find out through mm. because I've got I'm still in contact with this individual. So they, I know they videotaped it, and I, I'd like to get a hold of it and watch it. One uh, and two, you might know this one. Uh, one show that that I watched when I was younger. It was called, part, part of it was, I think it was called Phantom Empire. And it was this interesting TV show where they, they were um, imitating uh, past um, black and white um, serials in, oh, yeah. in North America. And, but the part I was interested in was called Phantom Empire. And then they had three other, uh, in total it was three shows and so you would get, uh, I don't know, maybe like a 15-minute, um, and then it would be, you know, you know, tune in next week for the exciting conclusion. Cliffhangers. It was right, always right, about cliffhangers. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And pros and cons. Like, you know, it's it's sort of like late 70s or 80s. And, uh, yeah, I never did. I, I heard of that, but I never mm -hmm. did uh, watch it. Is, is, is that something that you say, we'll go back to, like, say, you know, are your interests kind of like, say, someone who is a, a researcher or an archaeologist, you know, you'll go up and dig dig up these old sci-fi shows and watch them? Yeah, I enjoy watching the older stuff, uh, you know, if I have the opportunity. And and to say uh, things that you haven't seen before, but you'll sort of, you know, sit down and watch them. And, sure. Okay, cool. Um, I, I find myself doing that from time to time. Right, I'll go and I'll go and take a look and sort of, you know, dig up something. I've heard about it, 
and then I'll I'll go and and take a look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like say old uh, Outer Limits. I don't think I've seen all of the Outer Limits. Oh, they're good. I uh, well, I I think I like the first season. Well, both seasons are good. I, that's a lie. Both seasons are good of the old old one. They they had some really good writers um, in those you know for those episodes. <laughs> I this is sort of Radbury, Ray Bradbury connection. I um, I saw this video and it was somebody who was working with either Ray Bradbury or Rod Serling, and he was he was telling the story about how Rod Serling started up the Twilight Zone and that he wasn't writing science fiction. But he had the author. no. Well, he wrote. I think he wrote other stuff before. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was sort of like these you know hard edge serious mm-hmm. um, uh, these stories, but they they weren't you know fantasy or science fiction, and uh, as, so he had this opportunity to do the show, and he went to Ray Bradbury, and Ray Bradbury really helped out and got him connected to other writers. Right. And but it, but also that there was a there was a falling out about something it was very minor um that had to do with uh i think it was some something to do with production mhm mhm yeah ray ray bradbury died very re- uh, not too long ago he was in his 90s uh yeah so inspiring mhm uh, just like a you know this ball of energy yeah and and kind of um reading his stuff there's this poetry even Martian Chronicles has parts of it that are totally, um, um, po- po- it's poetry. Right? Mm-hmm. They'll have a poem instead of a chapter, it's a poem. I have, um, oh, in the records up there, I have um, Is it him the read? Martian Chronicles. I think Leonard Nimoy read it. Oh, uh, cool. Read excerpts of it. You know. Right, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not long, so yeah. you could definitely do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, drifting uh, closer to uh, talking about VCon, uh, the Vancouver Convention, and um, accessibility, have is, are are there? You'd mentioned say um, signs. Is is there anything else that you find helpful uh, at say VCon, or that say could be done at VCon that would be more helpful? Well. Um... The other thing is making the program accessible. Well, um, a gentleman uh, I've known for some time, his name's Howard Chernak, he's been reading the, just before the con, he's been reading the um, program on tape for me. Right. And I brailed it up for Rita and I to read while we were there. You know, I had enough time to be able to do that just before the con. So I just brailed up all the highlights of... um, Obviously, I couldn't do the whole program because there wasn't time. I just wrote down the panels, basically, and um, just who was on them. And, uh, you know, that's how I dealt with that so I wouldn't have to keep asking people, hey, what's next? Um, <laughs> well, and see, that's a, that's a fantastic idea to have it. Um, well, to, um, to... they have the... Well, of course, I... I'm so behind in computer technology. I'm not good with technology, and it's nothing to do with being blind, because I have a lot of blind friends in the States in particular who are just whizzes with technology, and I'm not one of them. 
I'm just, I just find it hard to understand. It's nothing to do with my disability. I just find it um, very challenging. And there's such a learning curve. I do have an Apple computer. Right. But I haven't gotten to the point you really have to... It As I said, it's a real learning curve, and you really have to... I've got books on how to use it and everything, but I just haven't gotten that far yet. And... Um, is I, I just mainly use it to listen to internet radio at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I do intend to go on to different websites in the future. But uh, I'm not really interested in emailing, and I, I'd rather talk on the phone to people. <laughs> oh, sure. I know I'm very backwards in that way. No, and, no, no. Uh, I'm not keeping up with the Joneses, Joneses as far as that. I, I just find it scary. mm in a way, what's happening nowadays, what I see with... what I mean, social media is a good thing for, you know, some some things. Uh, I will agree with that. But I think the scary thing I find about, about that is there's so much hatred and bigotry. And yeah. people can't even think for themselves anymore. They... I feel anyway they have to go on. Oh, I'll look it up on on the internet. Or um, um, there's just so much that you know people aren't thinking for themselves anymore or being creative in their own mind. It's it's always um, you know people seem to be glued to all that stuff. I just find it very unhealthy. Um, uh, and. You yep. know, especially people being on their phones all the time. I just, um, and they're not communicating face-to-face -face with people. That's the sad thing. And I hate to see what's going to go on. You know, I you know, I know it's the future, but um, uh, I just uh, find it very scary. Um, um, sort of like and, it changes and say where it's going. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they're getting to the point, you know, where, you know, a lot of stuff that was once science fiction <laughs> is becoming reality as far as robotics and, uh, you know, they say that we'll be more dependent on machines, mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing in the future. Um, and, um, you know, some of the stuff may come true that, that's in some of our science fiction books and movies and so forth. I, I was I was doing some uh, research on one of uh, the upcoming VCon um, guests. Um, I think he's the he I think he's the special science guest, and uh, his, his name's uh, Ethan Siegel. Mm -hmm. And one one of the pleasures of sort of looking uh, researching this article uh, about him, uh, Doctor Siegel, is that. He was he was talking about his early love of Star Trek, and how it 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 wasn't just about science, but it was about um, humanity. Right. And, yeah, and it it is it was hopeful, and it was about uh, helping other people. There's a, yeah. Um. There. Um. Actually, oh gosh, I was on Coast to Coast AM. I told you earlier mm -hmm. that I listened to, and there was a gentleman who was interviewed last year sometime. I'm terrible with names. Oh, me too. Um, yes. <clears throat> anyway, um, 
he started this website uh, to do with the Federation. I think it's something to do with the Federation.com or something. Mm -hmm. And um, he worked with Gene Roddenberry about, you know, with this and got this website going before Gene Roddenberry passed away. And um, oh, it's, cool. it's to do with um, thinking in the same vein. Uh, he, he just didn't want to start doing a regular Trek club or anything like that. He wanted something that would be meaningful to do with um, uh, the way the, the Federation... Like the philosophy. Yeah, the philosophy of it and, and how people should treat one another. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and I I think they do some charity stuff, and I think they also have some spoofs on things on there, <laughs> uh, from what I understand, anyway. But they get into discussions about how, how they wish things could be <laughs> um, in that regard. Um, I, th I think that's a, a great part of science fiction conventions it's it's that it's not just about say you're getting together and sharing uh you know something you enjoy but the ideas in the philosophy mm -hmm. that you're also celebrating that and you're mm -hmm. saying this is valuable this is saying something important mm -hmm. and uh that that's something i i picked up from the panels uh at vcon yeah, I, yeah i think it was on about six maybe seven panels and all of a sudden, I'm being invited to talk about something that's wonderful to talk about. Yeah, and what I find interesting, well, um, if you're there and you're really into an interesting topic, an hour goes by really quickly. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, you could very easily spend two hours talking more in depth about this particular subject. And, and it, does, uh, it, it does spill out into the hallway, too. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and also managed to connect with um, cool people, mm -hmm. interesting people, uh, you know, talking about uh, interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so great. So recommended. Um, so let's see. What else? What else? What else can we talk about here? <laughs> um. I've I've got a I've got quite the list. Uh. A dead author's panel, that, let's see, that gets a, gives you a chance to say rather than learn, just... Learn more about the author. And yeah. The, uh, I mean, you know, they do research on <laughs> both, you know, the authors that they that they pick. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to really talk to Michael about that and see if he can bring it back because it was so much fun. Well, I, was it... <laughs> was was it actors or was it more sort of a, a, a fan who is channeling the spirit of H.T. Uh, Wells or something? Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, they just, he just did an interview with who might have been the author, you know, the uh, another fan that... Um, is sort of playing the part? Yeah. And... The, that's right. And, and to, like, say... I'm just sort of trying to imagine it and going, well, is it, um, this is so great because I'm so into this. I, I, I keep coming back to it and thinking about it and going, I think if Michael's not doing it, like say, 
Yeah, well, he, Maybe hasn't, I can... he hasn't done it for a few, but I really need to talk to him about it because it was such a popular... Because if he's not going to do it, I think I ought to do it because I'm thinking about it going, this is great. <laughs> I'm going, you know, yeah, get somebody who's, you know, okay, I'll be H.G. Wells and you can ask me questions. And... Yeah, well, you'll have to do research on on the writer. Um, exactly, yeah. About his life and about, you know, different aspects. So, I guess about different books he's written or... You know. So was it comical? Like, say, did Michael kind of, you know, um, uh, freshen it up a bit? Yeah, well, yeah. I guess some parts of it was, you know, um, as he's raising the dead, right? You know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like a séance type thing. It was, you know, it was, it was as if he was interviewing, um, you know, the writer. Um, uh, <laughs> what was it was there did, did they play it straight or was there sort of like you know a, ooh, oh no no no, no <laughs> played it straight oh okay all right no no this helps me because i yeah. i'm thinking and too it gives me something to ask michael about because i'm i am going to talk with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um do, do you remember any note um like um do you have it was there any memorable authors uh say that well like you said uh, I believe they did H.T. Wells oh, okay. and, and some of the older writers who had passed on. And no, I mean, now, uh, since Bradbury's gone, we'd probably do one on him. And uh, Oh, yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. else? Um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he passed away. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of people that mm-hmm. we could do one on. Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. The was it the great bird of the galaxy? Yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, I'd love to see that panel come back again. And too, I, uh, I I think I might be the person to do it because of my interest in, in writing. Mm-hmm. That that I kind of have a vested interest in that. And Well maybe maybe Michael, if he did it again, could have you as playing the you know <laughs> that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 f- I have a feeling that I might be kind of cheeky, you know, if I'm allowed to uh, pretend to be, you know, you know, the, my inner actor might come out and I might, uh, but that could be a good thing. Well, it'd be, it would be fun to do anyway. Oh, it, yeah, definitely be fun Because, of do. course, he's a professional journalist and, you know, he's really good at, I'm not saying that you wouldn't be, but he was really good at, um, you know, doing the interviews. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Into the perfect straight man, having met him, right? Mm-hmm. In in the best way. Yeah. Well, uh, we're pretty much in the in the wrapping up part mm-hmm. of it again, mm-hmm. and uh, just looking at my list, and I'm thinking, let's see, you'd mentioned how science fiction is sort of like personally relevant. And oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm I'm just sort of say wondering about just sort of to sort of conclude and go um what um i'm i have I have my own sort of description for the importance of the imagination in both for the for the writer but also the audience for for readers that we're we're providing almost a service. In in both senses, because you, know, you mean for VCon, um, or, or uh, like VCon, we're getting together and we're celebrating the imagination, mm-hmm. and 
I'm just sort of wondering about your take on that, say, um, you know. <laughs> well, as I said before, I think it's great that fans can get together once a year uh, in a big way and, you know, with all the panels and all the, and, you know, just the socialization, uh, talking about various books and shows and I, I don't know, just everything uh, uh, in relation to it and... Would you say that we've experienced uh, we we've experienced a greater shift towards celebrating you know wonder and imagination? Um, like you'd mentioned in the earlier episode of having actually been sort of put down, or no, you had been put down. Yeah, for oh yeah, light, oh, that was it. that was by people who didn't even understand the genre. Um, so we have but, a greater um, yeah. awareness now. Oh, sure. Um, I think so, because, you know, there's a larger base, I think, of comic fans, science Mm. fiction, horror, and fantasy fans Mm -hmm. all over the place. I mean, it's always mentioned on TV now, and always mentioned in the media, I guess, and, and, you know, they talk about when cons are being held, you know, on, on, on TV and, you know. Everything now, or or something and like terminology. They never used to do that, you mm-hmm. know, years ago. Cosplay, um, for example, that's a very well known term now, and people know. However, though, I was walking by someplace, and uh, they they were sort of talking about a local comic book convention, and and saying, you know, that's where all the freaks are, and. Well, I don't know. They it um, from what I understand. Well, I can only go by. The Seattle Con, it's right. a big one, right. and it sounded to me, from what I've heard, that um, it's a big gathering of science fiction and fantasy and horror fans, and they they not only have not only have co- comic book person uh, personalities at these things, but you know stuff from TV shows and I think some writers, you know. So it's I think it's a big con, not just for comic readers but you know for for uh, probably science more science fiction media right. stuff you know like tv shows and stuff because um would you, I, I know george takei was at the last one for example um would you uh, and, would you say there's a greater sense of or not a greater sense but that there is a sense of safety in the community and that say um that there's that there's say the, the passionate people I'm I'm just sort of going in in trying to sort of describe what it's like because I always felt that I was taken care of and you know safe and that there was a lot of compassion and love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and and too I, I've got to say last year at VCon that um, that 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 continued to sort of I continued to feel that um, uh, you know sense of community. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. All right. Um, okay, well, thank you very much for interview uh, part two. Uh, thank you, Josette. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Uh, thanks for listening and take care.